Welcome to WVU Marketing Communications Today, presented by the West Virginia University Reed College of Media, which offers renowned online master's degree programs in marketing communications. Our guest today is Rebecca Reynoso. She'll be talking with us about what is guest posting and why you should start using it for your brand. We'll be discussing the power of guest posting, why it's an important tool for marketers of all levels to utilize for brand recognition, building backlinks to your site, sharing your knowledge and expertise on certain topics, and increasing your trustworthiness in your business niche, and why it's valuable for freelancers and solopreneurs to implement as well. Rebecca is the Senior Editor and Guest Post Program Manager at G2. She also works as a freelance editor and writer for small and medium-sized tech companies, including Sales Hacker, Nextiva, and Databox. Outside of work, Rebecca enjoys watching hockey, cooking, and spending time with her family and cat. Hello, Rebecca, and welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. So off topic, uh, just because I'm curious, if you had to say what one of your signature dishes is or one of your favorite dishes to cook, uh, what would it be? Oh man, that is a hard one. So something that I really like making is homemade um, marinara sauce. So I'm really fortunate. My um, dad, he makes, he grows the best cherry tomatoes every summer so he has a couple of uh plants in the backyard and uh, so they're super abundant for like four months we have non-stop cherry tomatoes cherry tomatoes so um i've created my own signature sauce which i've actually written up a whole recipe to because so many people have asked me for it um and it's just really great you can you can make it a meat sauce you can keep it marinara it's great if you want to mix it with some meat just keep it on pasta super simple really great easy meal to make any time of year and you can also make sauce in advance and just like freeze it and have some during the winter time as well so definitely one of my favorite things to do that's fantastic um, I know some people, if you ever need help with like a logo or marketing, <laughs> uh, we could make that happen for you. <laughs> um, so let's dive right in. This is such a fun topic. Uh, why don't you start us off by telling us, you know, what is guest posting or blogging? Yeah, so this is probably something, especially if you're not already in, you know, in a marketing role. Um, you know, even if you're working for any type of company, if we're thinking like a tech company, let's say um, at any level, if you're at a startup, you're a small business or you're an enterprise company, if you're not on the marketing team, you probably don't know about guest posting. Um, so guest posting is a way to have writers uh, produce content for your website's blog and they are not writers that are employed by your company. So for instance, uh, you might hire on a freelancer to write a couple of blog posts here and there. That person is paid. You're creating all of the uh, content assets for them to develop something. But guest posters, on the other hand, um, are historically not paid. There are a couple of sites that do pay, and that's you know a whole other thing. But regular like tech companies typically don't pay for these kind of um, blog posts. So basically, it's usually something that either an individual or a company 
uh, agrees to some kind of content swap or a one-off piece from a writer from a different company. And um, usually that content is based around, so if you're an e-commerce brand, uh, you're gonna wanna write content that surrounds the e-commerce niche because that's where your expertise is in. So uh, you might reach out to a blog where you know, hey, they publish e-commerce content. I am an e-commerce brand. Um, I know a lot about this subtopic within the e-commerce uh, realm. I want to write about this for their site and, you know, get my name out there, get my name published and, you know, show people that I've got the authority in this topic in the e-commerce space and kind of just grow your own personal or your brand's recognition um, by the more content that you produce on similar topics related to your brand's niche. That's brilliant because content marketing is uh, really critical these days. And it's so difficult creating that new and fresh and relevant content, right? So this is a great way to kind of check that box. So if, if I wanted to get started in this industry, how would I get started with guest blogging? Yeah, so there's two routes that you can take. So when um, you're talking about like an in independent, maybe a freelancer, solopreneur, somebody who uh, works for themselves, not for a company, um, it tends to be more difficult, at least um, from experience, uh, not as a writer, but from the other end. Usually when uh, a solopreneur or somebody not attached to a company is pitching content, they can often get rejected or ignored more frequently just because they don't have the authority of being tied to, you know, hey, I, I recognize this brand, I recognize their name in this space. Um, so being able to kind of show your authority where you're like, hey, I write about uh, SaaS uh, marketing, um, if you're not really tied to a SaaS company, some people might be like, okay, how, how can you prove this? And it can be difficult to start, but the best way for solopreneurs or freelancers or just, you know, one-off content enthusiasts to start, you know, getting people to believe that, you know, this person knows what they're talking about, even though they're not attached to a company, is to start your own website. Uh, that's something that I have, like I have my own personal website and on there, I have both posts that I published on my website and then links to external content that I've written as well. And so this is like my number one recommendation for um, those individuals not tied to a company, start creating content. You know, if you already understand content marketing, you already understand on-page SEO, and you have a thirst for creating content, create the content that you want to create on other people's websites on your own at first. That way you actually have uh, proof and links to kind of show like, hey, I've created similar content before. It's on my website. Take a look. You can see my writing style. And so that way people know, hey, you know, this person does know what they're talking about. They have content to prove what they're saying instead of just, you know, if I come to you and say, I know all about e-commerce and then I can't, you know, even show you one uh, post that I've ever written. Um, you're not going to trust me, you know, so uh starting off with creating content on your own page and having those links as resources to kind of get your foot in the door is definitely going to help for uh, those solopreneur types. Um, but for people attached to companies, it is so much easier because typically these are like give and take relationships. So uh, at G2, we have a couple of different uh, avenues of guest posters. So we have some who come through from our sales team. So our sales team passes over customers whose marketing teams are interested in writing for G2. 
we have content partnerships with our link building team. So basically they find valuable sites for us to write on and those sites want to write for us as well. So it's kind of a, you know, a one for one, they write for us, we write for them. It's beneficial all around. And then we have the individuals who just reach out with, uh, you know, their uh, cold pitches to the uh, email address that we have uh, for people to send pitches to. So when you're attached to a company and you're coming through, you basically can be like, hey, I work for X SaaS company. Clearly I know what I'm talking about. I've got authority because I've written blogs for my website here. Um, and you can kind of use that to your leverage. So I feel like it's a lot easier when somebody's tied to a company already, but it's not impossible for somebody who's doing it on their own to be able to start guest posting as well. That's great. So it's really all about um, demonstrating your credibility, right? And authority. Absolutely. Like you, you got to prove what you're saying, you know, um, back it up basically. Mm -hmm. So if I was going to approach an editor, uh, how do I write, how would I write a good pitch that an editor would accept? So this is something that obviously I have a ton of experience with. And usually people in the marketing space, um, specifically content marketers, are going to get bombarded with guest post pitches. Uh, people know that you're, you know, tied to company X and they're like, you know, I'm going to reach out to anyone who's going to listen, um, hoping that, you know, someone's going to bite the bait. But the best pitches are the ones that actually have read through the guidelines first. So a lot of companies that do partake in guest posting will have um, explicit instructions or guidelines listed on their blog page for people to submit pitches or some sites accept uh, full uh, blog drafts. It just depends. So if a site has guest post guidelines, those are the sites that you should be seeking out primarily. Um, typically, a great uh, rule of thumb is to just search that site's name on Google and then add guest post guidelines to your query. So like if you typed in G2 guest post guidelines, the first thing that's going to pop up are guidelines to write for our site. So if you really want to write for a specific site, do that query. If something pops up, you're golden. Follow whatever instructions they have there and shoot a pitch that adheres to whatever they're asking for. If you do that and you see a site doesn't have explicit guidelines, but you have the contact info of someone or maybe like editor at sitename.com, you know, reach out and you can basically introduce yourself, who you are and what you do. Maybe kind of throw in the, hey, I've been reading your site or I know something about your site. I know what you do. Not something generic that it's like, oh, I love your site content and then just kind of fall into your pitch because it seems disingenuous. And, you know, I can't count how many pitches say something like you have super valuable site content and then don't actually get into what's valuable about it. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to use, you know, an approach like that, you know, pick out a piece of content and be like, hey, I loved how author X listed these things in the blog. This is something I'm super interested in too. And so I'm glad to see that you're producing this kind of content. That said, I would love to produce content for you as well. So basically you just kind of give yourself, you know, a hand up there, um, use what's on there, mention people by name, reference specific pieces of the content, and then how you could also add value as a content creator for a specific topic that you want to write about. So it's about making that connection. Yeah, absolutely. Just making it real, showing that you put in the effort, you know, anybody, you know, can say they 
like a blog, but oftentimes it's one of those mass pitches where somebody cold emails, you know, 20 companies hoping to hear back from somebody. You can really tell when it's a cold email pitch that was just kind of sent to everyone because it's typically the same format, like uh, hello editor or hello site name. Um, I really loved reading posts on site name. Uh, they were very informative. I would like to write a post for site name. And it's just like, okay, we can tell this is an email template. You know, you got to personalize it. You got to make sure that, you know, maybe you're not going to know the editor's name and that's okay. But, you know, make sure that you know something about that website, something about the content they're producing and not just copy pasting uh, the site name into the little buckets in your um, canned outreach email. Right, well, you alluded earlier to the importance of being authentic and trustworthy, right? So it's important that you pitch yourself that same way. Absolutely. Um, so what steps can, like, could someone take to increase the chances of his or her writing getting published? So I'm going to talk mostly about the sites that do have guidelines. So something um, from experience, the ones that I am going to see and be like, yes, I definitely want this person to write for us are the ones who've really clearly explains the intention that they have. So, you know, if someone's like, look, I'm doing this because I'm trying to build link authority to my website, you know, let me know if other people are like, look, I'm trying to build up my portfolio and having a byline on your site would be something really great. That's okay too. Just kind of like, you know, it's all coming back to honesty and transparency, letting the site know why you want to write for them. Um, if you're just super passionate about whatever it is that they do, that's great too. And, you know, explain that, but, you know, don't say like, I love sales <laughs> when you're writing for a sales centric blog or trying to pitch to a sales centric blog just because you're hoping that they accept your pitch. Uh, if you do truly love whatever that blog stands for, you know, making that known is super important. And um, it also comes back to following the guidelines. So if somebody comes to me um, and shoots a super generic pitch over or something that we don't uh, love at G2 is we don't accept uh, pre-written drafts just because it runs the risk of that content being published elsewhere. And that's just not something that we do. We don't accept plagiarized content, syndicated content or duplicate content. And so something that we request of anyone who's pitching to us in our guidelines is that they pitch a few keywords. So not like full article titles, but something where it's like, okay, I want to write about email marketing strategies. That's great. That's a keyword right there. You know, you let me know exactly what you want to focus on. And I request that people send over a couple just in case it's like, okay, I love that you want to write about that, but we already have three articles on similar content and that's not something that we can go for. So basically following the guidelines, making sure you're actually providing pitches with keywords, um, that's going to help most sites. Most sites, I would say, um, care about the keyword value that comes with guest posting as well. There are some that just publish like thought leadership centric content and that's cool too, but you got to know the site that you're pitching. Um, if you want to pitch an editor, you know, how I grew my business to, you know, a uh, hundred thousand in profit over the course of six months or something like that. And that's not the kind of content they're accepting. Um, it's going to be a shot in the dark. It's going to waste their time. It's going to waste your time basically knowing who you're pitching to, the kind of content that site accepts, and 
adhering to any guidelines that they requested for you to follow when you're submitting your pitch. Mm -hmm. Well, Rebecca, it was a pure pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us and really sharing all of your deep insights. I do have one more question for you. How can our listeners contact you or find you online? Um, yeah, it was so great to be on here as well. So thank you for having me. Um, two places that people can find me. So anybody can search my name, Rebecca Reynoso on LinkedIn. I should pop up. I'm, I'm the one in Chicago. I think there's another one in California, but that is not me. Um, <laughs> and I also have a website. Um, it's Rebecca-Reynoso.com. Um, you can reach out to me on my contact form if you have any questions, want to learn more about guest posting, um, or just want to kind of see the kind of content I have on there. But yeah, I'm happy to talk with anybody who wants to learn more about how to start a guest post program or get started with guest posting on other sites as well. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks. Well, you've been listening to WVU Marketing Communications today. Thank you for joining us. And again, a special thanks to our guest, Rebecca Reynoso. Be sure to visit go.wvu.edu slash MC today to view our upcoming sessions, listen to previous recordings, and subscribe to receive updates.